So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. From the 102.7 ESPN studios in Austin, Texas, this is the Jeff and Ed Show. Hey, great to be back here on 1027 ESPN. Boy, Jeff and I have both been through the illness train, Jeff, last week with an illness and me. Uh, yesterday with an illness, but thank you for violating HIPAA. Well, oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Was I not supposed to say you were sick last week? No, you were not. I was not. Oh, yeah. really? What yeah. was I supposed to say? You're just what, <laughs> You're taking a leisurely vacation. <laughs> People know you don't take vacations. That's true. People know you don't take sick days. I don't, I don't. take many sick days. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Just for some medical. I got good news. Good news. I just the I just read about it. Heart transplant uh, was successful. Pardon me? The heart transplant was successful? My team of doctors leading me back to the health of health. You know health what? Baby. I think um, I can't remember the exact number of years, but I'm almost positive I didn't miss a day of work for 10 years. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think it might be longer than that. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. we. I, I, I don't miss much work. And I would not have. Mm-hmm. I was restricted. Yeah, because you wanted to come back. I was on my way back here. And management said, no, no. Yeah. And see, I was going to come in yesterday, too, and management said, no, nah, stay I don't home. believe that. I think you were just at the golf course. <laughs> Although pro- you've got that wheezing sound. I could so produce that email and show. Produce I'm on my way. I'm <laughs> on my way. And they said, turn You're around. You're on your way to do some wall talk. They said, turn around, don't drown, go home. But I think that's a – see, when I was in college, I didn't miss class. Because I was lucky enough, my parents oh, paid my way through college, and I felt bad about missing class. So I never was one of those people that missed class. I would always go to class. Did I always concentrate in class? No. Right. But I always I mean, was there. Does it count if you put your head down and drool? I never did that. I would just be there. Huh. Yeah. Why did you all volunteer that information? I just, because you, you, you know, you were gone and I was gone and yeah. now we're back together again and the world's right. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? I was coughing like crazy. He can't breathe. Like can't breathe. <laughs> Poor Garrett's going to catch bubonic plague soon. How you feeling, Garrett? Okay. Hey, yeah. and yeah. we had a great show Friday because we didn't do yeah. songs that didn't suck. Did you hear what we did? You didn't hear it, did you? All right. You want me to lie and tell he, you I heard all of it? He does not listen. I've not heard. All. I couldn't tell you. Well, you know my. You know what I'm going to say. No, we had songs that didn't suck. We had songs from Steely Dan and the Eagles, who were appearing Friday and Saturday night at the the Moody Center. My favorite that's Eagles good? songs. It was great. Okay. We had a lot of people said, "Hey, this is really hip. This is better than that downer Jeff does every Friday with songs that really don't suck." That he has some angst against these songs because of yeah. failed love. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, there's that. <laughs> you know that was going to be thrown in there, but yeah. uh, maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I, did, I apologize for the HIPAA violation. Yeah. Do I? Are you gonna report me to? Yeah. HR? I don't know. I'll tell, report you to somebody. I don't have any money, so it doesn't matter. I'd sue you, but it doesn't matter. 
It just doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It just, it just doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. Hey, I don't want to get into weeds too much about this, but San Francisco will do something so different than every other team in the National Football League. And I'm surprised you haven't brought this up before. San Francisco. I mean, this is really nerdy. It is. This is about as nerdy as you can get. They will be bunched up closer together than any other team in the league. In this day and age of spread offenses and air raids. In offensive formations. Yes. The term would be their splits are tighter. Splits are tighter, yes. Yeah. 19.9 yards between those on the outside, which is really incredible. To give you an example, Jeff, 19.9, the Buffalo Bills are 26.9 yards. Yeah, their splits are wide. Splits are wide. Yeah. um, uh, The the team they're playing, uh, Kansas City, splits are almost 25 yards. Yeah. I found that fascinating. Okay, so what he's saying is the (sighs) widest player... The widest player. You widest. Said the, the widest. Not the, the widest. widest not the widest. Hey, white guy, get it out could, there. It could be the white guy, too, by the sidelines. But <laughs> the widest player is only how from not, wide player on the left to wide what, player on the right. 19.9 19.9. Kansas City, it's 24.6 yards. And so just so people would understand the why that matters in terms of space. A lot of teams believe that they want to spread the defense out to give their player more one-on-one opportunities. The 49ers, on the other hand, are a very narrow offense, and it is different. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite frankly, I had not noticed before I read this article. Yeah, no, I knew their line splits were were almost foot-to-foot. Line splits would be the linemen, you know, how many, how, how far their feet are from each other, and they're right. almost foot they're to foot. The theory is this is why you want bigger splits for pass blocking. It um, makes a defender spread further out. Kansas City has bigger splits. They have on much the line. bigger splits, yeah. yes. Um, you know, it, it's, it's counterintuitive in this way. The 49ers, in other words, a lot of their offense is run between the hash marks. Okay, yeah. They're almost, the entire game, they occupy between the hash marks. And it's odd that you would do that with a quarterback who's not very tall. Mm. Because he can't see. The middle of the field is all mucked up. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of arms and people everywhere, but it's the way they operate. If you look at George, and I think the reason is because they run out of play action. Because the running play, you know, running obviously is a big deal Mm -hmm. to them. But... George Kittle led the league in tight end receiving yards. And most of it is done in the, from these very tight formations where he's running up the middle of the field. Yeah. Which is very odd, too. Um, it, is, it, is a, it is a very different way of operating an offense. It's very old school. Yeah. It says story says defenses have a pretty good idea of what's coming out of yeah. a spread, spread formation. 79% of those plays end up in a pass, yielding just 6.7 yards per attempt. Condensed formations, though, are nearly even, resulting in passes 49% of the time. Well, but also think what the 49ers do. They use their receivers like running backs. (laughs) Those guys are in motion. Debo, yeah. And they get the ball, and they just turn it upfield in the middle of the field. Yeah. Uh, Okay. They got their hands full. For six straight years, Next Gen Stats has found that the 49ers have targeted in breaking routes more yeah. frequently than the other. What does that mean? 
in breakaway. In breaking, exactly in, what it sounds like. It's going to be. It's, it's what I said. They're playing most of the game offensively between the hash marks. Okay. Okay. The, the passes are over the middle, which is again counterintuitive, given that you have a six foot tall quarterback. It's this not like Brady's back there. Yeah. Purdy's incredible efficiency, which led the league average of 9.6 yards per pass attempt yep. in condensed formations in breaking routes average 9.2 yards per attempt with 69% completion rate. Those numbers dropped to 7.9 yards and 63% from spread formations. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It, it's, it is an odd, quirky way. It's a Shanahan kind of thing where I think Andy Reid, which is odd because, you know, we've now learned that Purdy can really move. He... That that led them to victory against Detroit because he was able to run the ball and you had all these gaps. He wasn't just running around. He left guys in the dust. Yeah, you had gaps. You had just it was remarkable. Um, and you're not going to get those opportunities typically when you're when you have that many guys bunched in. The the Chiefs want to do just the opposite because they want Patrick Mahomes to move around. They want him to float around the back in the pocket and as many guys running around the field as possible. Um, okay. Well, that's there's that. Well, here's another one I thought you may be interested in. The other football player in Taylor Swift's life. Do you know who it is? Oh, jeez. Do you have any idea? Garrett, who's the other football player in Taylor Swift's life? O.J. Simpson. Oh, that's really funny. That's not funny at all. <laughs> he's, in Las, he's in Las Vegas. Exactly. He's probably going to the Blue Chew party. You know? Oof. Blue Chew, Maxim, Jinsu Knife party. Yeah, look out there. You know Taylor what? Swift's yeah. other... Is her father, Scott Swift, oh boy. who was a football player for Hawaii, University of Hawaii in oh, 1970. Please. And nobody. He was not. It's in the Wall Street Journal, my friend. Huh. Nobody really. His, his college roommate, he was, he was at Hawaii for one year. His college roommate never knew until he was contacted that week that, that Scott Swift was Taylor Swift's father. Okay. And here's another level. Oh, boy. The play-by-play guy for the Hawaii Rainbows that year in 1970. Oh. Didn't remember him. Guess who the play-by-play guy was? Kurt Gowdy. Get a little more, a little more modern. Yeah, I know you know. Marv Albert. Never wore panties, underwear. Okay. It's someone you don't, you don't like. You think he's too old now. Al Michaels. Hit it. Al Michaels was a play-by-play man for the Hawaii Rainbows in 70 and had no clue. Jim Nance told him a couple weeks ago, you know, Scott Swift played for Hawaii when you were doing the play-by-play. Hey, Garrett, do you think any of this that he just said is remotely interesting? Thank you, Garrett. Uh, No. Thank you. What the hell? (laughs) This is is stuff. This is Super Bowl stuff, man. This is better. The 10 most important... Figures to determine Super Bowl 58 champ. The 10 most important people. To what? Oh, jeez. You can't hear either. You have a doctor for that? I lo- uh, The dogs ate my hearing aids. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The 10 most important people to determine Super Bowl 58 champion. Oh, that's easy. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> Let's start listing them. Well, left tackle. Mahomes, Purdy, Trent Williams, Kit, uh, Kittle, <sighs> no. Kelsey, Andy, no. Shanahan, none. No. no, you're not done at all, and you missed most of those. Number 10, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, you Fine want s- running back. Here's yes. an interesting stat. He's averaged 21 carries per game. Derrick Henry led the NFL with 280. He averaged 16 a game. <laughs> 
Okay. Number nine, George Kittle, tight end of the San Francisco 49ers. I mentioned him, George Kittle. Number eight, Chiefs wide receiver, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice from SMU. And see, what I like about this list why, is... Why, why do they say Rasheed Rice? He hasn't done diddly squat in a number of weeks. He, has, he, does, he matters now. But this is why I think this list is important. Because if you, if you ask a thousand people, including people in our business, they don't mention what I think are the two most important players. Number seven, Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones. He is the most important player in the game. Un- she, he, Did he anyone hear me? Did yeah. anyone hear me? He play, he dominates again. They win. You know why they're in the Super Bowl? Because of him. That's why they're in the. I can't. I can't even talk. Pardon like, me. I'm I sorry. Can't even, like we can't even. We can't even get anything done. Do you have a physician's number on you? Can we talk to one of them? Who's your pulmonologist? Talk to that. Who do you need for this? Dr. David Pohl. Okay. I know Dr. Pohl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him a message. You've got to help him. <laughs> we can't even do a show I because he won't stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris Jones is, I'm going to say, is the most important player in the game. Eh. Number six. Eh. 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. San Francisco only wins if he wrecks some stuff. Mm. He doesn't wreck some stuff, they lose. Does that mean get to Mahomes or just something? Just wreck some stuff. Number five tie between Chiefs cornerbacks Trent McDuffie and Legarius Sneed. What people don't talk about very often because we don't do this anymore because the only thing people ever care about is quarterbacks. I don't think people understand how. Sorry. Oh my Excuse god. Me. This is impossible. <laughs> It is absolutely impossible. It's like an ICU unit here. How good the back end of the Chiefs' defense is. Their secondary is ridiculous. No one ever talks about it. They did wonderful work against the man they call Lamar Jackson, even though the leading Say Flowers had a couple of catches. The top rushing team in the NFL, and they stuffed them. Well, let me just say this. Todd Munkin, the okay. offensive coordinator for the Baltimore. The Ravens went a little psycho. They went away from their game plan. They went psycho. Yeah. Agreed. But I think they got I think they got intimidated out of running the ball. The question there is sets up for an interesting, do you just say, Christian McCaffrey, go win the game for us? Or lose the game for us? You're either going to be able to run the ball or you're going to lose. I think that's what the 49ers are going to say. Wow. Uh, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, who has um, decided to stick around. Number three player on the list, 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel. How's it, is, the 49ers were 12-1 in the regular season when he played. They were 0-4 when he played less than half the snaps in a game. Hmm. But he's going to get healthy in this two well, weeks. Yeah. not that the game's fixed. That's right. They're playing on turf. He's going to roll an ankle. The game is fixed. They're going to lose. Because Biden is going to get the nomination, and he's going to get the nominations. Jeff. Well, okay, excuse me. I guess that kind of goes without saying. He is. She's going to endorse him at midfield, and Fauci, the and Fauci and Obama will be there. And then you'll see the commercial for Travis Kelce doing yeah. the taking the shot. You got it. You know what? That's it, man. Uh, number two player on the list is the Chiefs' tight end, Travis Swifty. He has 23 catches for 262 yards and three touchdowns in the postseason. The most important player, according to Yahoo Sports, 
is 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey. Not only running between the tackles, receiving out of the backfield. There you go. None of the very few of the names you mentioned or most people would mention. I mentioned that's one of the better lists. That's one of the better lists that I've seen. It is. I mentioned I mentioned Kittle. You didn't mention Trent Williams. No. Should have. No. I mentioned ten. The ten that matter. The ten that matter. A book by Jeff Ward. (laughs) Ten that matter. Ten that matter. I like that. Ten. Did you ever see the uh, The ten that matter? The five that came back. Did you ever see that? The five no. from World War II. Why, why, would I, why would I see that? It's fantastic. It's about Hollywood directors who left Hollywood to go make movies for the War Department during World War II and put themselves in when, great danger. And what year would this be? That would be 19... Between, a little history here. When was World War II? <laughs> I got that Like much. 1941 thank you, thank through 45. I've got that part. Germany and Japan. He's talking about this documentary. That's all. Yes. George Stevens, William Wilder. Huh. Uh, John Ford, all these famous Hollywood directors, uh, oh Frank Capra, gosh. gave up their yeah. Hollywood careers to go serve happen? in the military because it was close to you. Ten who matter. Yeah. This was five who came back. Hmm. That's the rest of the story, as they say. Yeah. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, more on your home for Super Bowl number fifty-eight, one hundred two seventy ESPN kickoff is going to be five thirty Sunday afternoon. Pre-game show starts probably around noon. Or 1 o'clock. A lot of radio to listen to before the Super Bowl. And the game, by the way, will be on CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Back with more right after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. You're listening to The Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Hey, welcome oh, back to the up, show. Smoker Voice. Thanks so very much, Smoker Voice. Glad you're with us here on... But he's been sick. 10270. You know, he's had that nagging voice well, for yeah, a long He smokes time. five packs of cigarettes he's a day. He's kind of got the Bobby Kennedy. Bless Bobby Kennedy voice. Oof. That's tough, isn't it? It really is. It really is tough. I don't know how you get elected. I mean, I know the knuckleheads like him, but I don't know how... You well, wait a minute. He's, he's right on some issues. He's wrong on some issues, but... His main, well, let's be honest, His the main following is about the anti-vax crowd. Yeah, that's one of them. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of the and main he's thing. married to a Hollywood actress who I really like, Cheryl Hines. Yeah. From Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Did you watch Curb Sunday Night with Larry David? I did not. Thank you. Okay. Now, you have some interesting things, apparently, on the world of X. You're eyeing your phone. Well, I'm just trying to avoid... Your coughs, to be honest. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, During the break, like I took become, a big swig of it's water. Become some, it's become a problem. If, if you would like me to leave, I'll gladly leave. I mean, do you have? A, can you get a respirator of some kind? I have one of those at home. Okay. Uh, uh, that is you really, may need really to bring good. that tomorrow. Garrett, should he bring something, some breathing device tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's getting pretty bad. Yeah. I really apologize, fellas, but I'm trying <laughs> to be a team player. <laughs> you know, and I got the words. <laughs> got the word from the people. Better get back. Ratings. Eh, not oh. so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's oh, somebody liked my post. Uh, did you see that Bozeman City Manager? Wow. Was that, that not was something? Awesome. Well, what, a, what a fool that guy <laughs> that is. That guy's a piece of work. He didn't think that was on a public deal or out to. Yeah. And he's bad mouthing Austin calling it a blank show. Yeah. And said. That was phenom- unbelievable. It really is. He's, he's, he comes from a town. Why was he even in the mix? Or, he's from a town of 59,000, right. 
And we're going to bring the guy from Bozeman. From Bozeman. To be yeah. city manager, which right. means you run the entire city. In a megaton budget, he says yeah. it was a blank show, said he was going to make four hundred and seventy-five to 95000 and then get a car allowance and a housing yeah. allowance. Well, he's not now. Not now, no. How much is he making Bozeman? So if you don't know, there's a story came out this afternoon where the city manager of Bozeman, Montana, which I don't mind being there every now and then for fly fishing, but... Ridger Mountain's over there at Bozeman. He, uh, boy, he just lost it, man. And, and so I tweeted out, hilarious, he's not wrong, is he? Because he called the city of Austin, I guess he meant the government. A blank show. Yeah, a blank show. Yes. In a leaked video. And Ed's right. I don't know how he doesn't know. Are this guy that clueless? I would not so, recommend hiring him if he can't tell the difference. Between a Zoom, between one person and a yeah. bunch of people and saying outlandish things. Yeah. It was kind of funny, though. Uh, let's see. At uh, the B-O-B underscore O underscore C says the 94 Chargers team is cursed. Eight players are already deceased. Wow. They died seven different ways, including the value jet plane crash and one who was struck by lightning. I never knew that. What the hell? Was that Garrett Gilbert, Gail Gilbert's team? Yeah. Yeah, Gail Gilbert, who was a really good backup. You know who one of the dead is? Who? Junior Seau. Yeah, God love him. CTE City. Shot there. himself in the chest. Yeah. Holy cow, that's a documentary. Yeah. Eight dead from the 94 team that got... Was that... was Is it the center... Who tripped out on acid or whatever was a Raiders center, wasn't he? Barrett Robbins. He was. He was a Raiders. He ended up in Tijuana. I'm trying to think of the guys. The seven different places. Seven. They died seven different ways, including a plane crash and struck by lightning. Struck hmm. by lightning. Yeah. I'm trying to look this. Hit, hit the Googles. Uh, here's at Stanley Laurel too. Oh, here it is. Chris Mims, enlarged heart. Curtis Whitley. Don't know who that is. Drug overdose. Doug Miller. Lightning strike. Good Rodney God. Culver in value jet crash with his wife. Oh, that good, good Lord. My God, this is horrible. Eight members of the Chargers Super Bowl team. Well done, Twitter audience. Uh, wow, that's depressing. That's so sad. Boy, Junior Seau, he was a player. Junior Seau is one of the probably three greatest linebackers to ever play the game. If you count Lawrence Taylor, I don't know what you count him as. Junior Seau would be, like I said, he's one of the three greatest linebackers to ever play the game. Mm. And shot himself in the chest. The curse of the 94 Chargers. Wow. I did not know that was a thing. All of them younger than 45. Wow. Was Bobby Ross, was that right? That was the coach of that team? I believe he was coach. Nobody ever remembers that. Yeah. Because the Chargers are so nondescript. Until now, I guess. But Never got to Super Bowl. Their with, quarterback with would have been. Dan- hang on. The quarterback wasn't Drew Brees. No. Wasn't Dan Fouts. It was. It was Garrett Gilbert. Garrett father. Gilbert's father. Gail Gilbert. Gilbert. Gail Gilbert was the quarterback of the snow. No, he no. was a backup. Who was the quarterback of the Chargers in the '94 Super Bowl of the team that so many guys died? Look that up, please. '94 Chargers. QB. QB. At Stanley Laurel. Stan too. Humphreys. Stan Humphreys. Did he have issues? I don't believe he did. Yeah. At yeah. Jeff Ward's show, let us not forget that NFL star Jimmy Garoppolo dated a porn star. That's not too far from a prostitute. 
Well, he did not. Well, he did, and I oh, would tell you, please, he did. Oh, That's come common on! Knowledge. Thank you, Garrett. Garrett, chime in. Turn your mic on. He did. <laughs> get out of here! Did, yeah, he get out of here. That was during the time you weren't working here. We talked about that extensively for about. <laughs> Why a would month. you talk about that extensively? And that's just not true. Because he was proud of it. He was not. Yes, he Stop was. Stop it! You, what is like? I feel like I'm in a locker room with 19 year old dudes. That is. Hey. I don't want to say it's completely fake news because I'm going to trust the person on Twitter more than you two. But Jeff. you're obsessed with this. He may have gone to. We may have been seen with a, a porn star once, and you guys have made it sound like the two of them were married for ten years. Her name, Kira Mia. Oh, fake. Yeah. No, no, no. Here's this a picture. Is fake. Of them. Okay, fool. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. That's her. That's her. Okay, it's one date. It's like one appearance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why are you fighting this? Because why are you fighting this, Jeff? Why are you guys so ups- obsessed with this? There they are again, Jeff. Together. No, sir. They're not together. Those are two pictures <laughs> side by side. But thank you anyway. They're two pictures side by side. You're delirious. Your medicine's kicking in. My goodness. This is this is all. It's a terrible behavior. This Irresponsible. Is, you you were not you in guys, the industry during the time of Jimmy G <laughs> dating. <laughs> industry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're obsessed with this, and it's not true. And whatever, whoever he's dating is not working out. Because that guy's the biggest waste of money that I can think of. Who? Jimmy Garoppolo is the biggest waste of money. He got injured while playing football. Were you going to say that when he beat uh, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. And the Green Bay Packers in the cold of Lambeau Field? I'm sorry. Field? How many games has he played recently to return the money invested in him? I'd like to know. Let me say this, Jeff. There are two sides of a contract. Both Jeez. parties come in with wide he showed up eyes to, wide he, open. He showed up to the Raiders and failed his physical right away. I mean, I'm happy for the guy that he's taken their money, but he is the worst investment of the past five years. Well, it's because he never could get well. Well, okay, whatever. I'm just saying he's the worst investment of the past five years. You're going to go on HIPAA on him, man. I am going yeah. on. Well, I'm saying... I'm sorry whatever problems he has, but apparently the Raiders don't have credible physicians to check out that he can't pass a physical. They pay him before he even fails. Give me a break. He's a he's a I, he's the worst investment in the NFL the past five years. Challenge me. Dak Prescott. <clears throat> that is such a cliche. Good lord. The Why guy, is it a cliche? They okay. paid him $40 million, and what has he done? With all due respect, he's a he nice guy. He led the NFL in touchdown passes. That's 39 more than Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. If you're all about stats, if you just <laughs> get dead with stats, stats, yeah, stats, yeah. stats, I'm a little different breed of cat. <laughs> I see. Championships, Prescott, man. All right, Championships, Dak, man. Dak Jimmy Pres- Garoppolo played in the Super Bowl, didn't he, Jeff? What year? Well, he played, and he lost the game. But you know what, Jeff? Dak Prescott. Jimmy G has been to Super Bowl, and Dak's never been to a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott won more games than Jimmy G has. It's all about your little stat world, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Dak Prescott is a, better, is a better investment than Jimmy Garoppolo. I would say that. Of course he is. He's played more games. He stayed more healthy. <laughs> but Jimmy G has played in more Super Bowls than Dak Prescott. Won. Yeah, that's more. <laughs> that is more. That's, that's one I more. Checked. That one is one is more. more than nothing. Well, that is true. That's. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. He's the. He's the Raiders personified. That deal is the Raiders. 
They paid a guy who couldn't pass a physical, and they paid him before the physical. And then he flunked it and played, I don't know, how many games did he play this year? Two, three, whatever? I don't think he played, did he? I think he got in a game or two. Not that it mattered. Um, I think he played. He's, he's the worst investment around. I mean, the 49ers smartly moved on. Well, of course, that was brilliant. Yeah. Even though they get the last player taken in the say, draft and they try to get Tom they Brady. They stumbled into the last player. Because they remember, they traded for Trey Lance. Right. Okay, so the 49ers, I'm kind of tired of them getting credit for Brock Purdy. Well, why is that? They, you you they heard did, me. Why? Okay, I'll They say drafted him, and yeah. at the end of spring training, they went to John Lynch and said, hey, you see that guy over there? Not really. That's what I heard last uh, night on the Super Bowl extravaganza. Yeah, that's was, because that's let's what, get ready to rumble. That's because the coach wanted to say that. Let, let's be clear about what the 49ers were trying to do. One, they had Jimmy Garoppolo figured out that's not a great idea. So what did they do? They traded up to get Trey Lance. Okay? El Busto. Yes. Busto. That worked out really well. Then they then decided, not that I blame them, they tried to get Tom Brady... To come play before Brock Purdy, they tried a lot of After things. After Brock bef- Purdy, Brock Purdy played okay. last year. Well, I guess hurt. he may have played some. Yeah, yes, he did. He yeah. went to the championship game against Philadelphia. So I, I don't buy that the this genius move took them to Brock Purdy any more than the genius move to get Tom Brady by the Patriots. They stumbled into it. But even though they stumbled into it, they had the guts to come. Okay, off. I. I Yes, they've had the guts to say, this is our guy. I give them that. But it took a while to get there. They took out Trey Lance, and they gave him away for a six-pack of beer. And now, where is he? Yeah, he's the third guy in Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> third guy with the Cowboys. So, And they traded up for that guy. Yeah. Just saying. They got lucky. They, they got, got lucky. really they got lucky. lucky. They I didn't got realize until today, Brock Purdy's father was a minor league baseball pitcher in Midland for the Midland Angels. Um there's a clip. This is amazing. Have you? Has anyone ever studied the McCaffrey family? Oh, Ed McCaffrey from the Denver Broncos. His mom was, was yeah. an All-American soccer player, I believe, and track athlete. His mm-hmm. grandfather had the was in the Olympics and won a gold medal in the sprint relay team. Wow! It is unbelievable. And his brother's a good athlete too. Yeah, it is a really. And I remember Ed playing for Denver wide receiver. But the best athlete of all was his grandfather. Well, yeah, he won a gold like medal. Grandfather, yeah, exactly. Was that Bronco Nagurski? Well, it was further down the yeah. road. Yeah, yeah, Bronco exactly. Nagurski. Bronco, yeah. yeah, greatest athlete of the family. Really, second greatest, I guess. Oh, second greatest. Your father uh, Garrett, was great. Yeah, Garrett. Uh, my Garrett, gra- my grandfather. My grandfather. I'm trying to remember now. Won the national handball championship at sixty-two or something. Wow, this yeah. is not your grandfather who drove the truck. No, no, he did not. He did. He was a champion of Jack Daniels and uh, chewing tobacco <laughs> <laughs> and shooting dogs on the side of the road. <laughs> no, no, it was the other one. Okay, this is one of the funniest bits. I don't know why I watched this today, last night, whenever it was. Let me set it up. You know how they have those phones on the sideline? They don't do it as much anymore. The phone on the sideline where the yeah. quarterback walks over there Talk to the, and starts talking to the coordinator. the coordinator, the play caller. Joe Montana, have you seen this interview with Joe Montana? No. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, all these, you know, flashbacks are coming up in the 49ers and Joe Montana. 
So Joe Montana is being interviewed, and he tells a story about what he did on the phone. I don't know what made me do it, but one day I hung up, and I'm sitting there going, hmm, I wonder if these things call out. <laughs> so I pick up the phone, and I hit, what, what do you do normally? You hit nine, right? Gives you an outside line. I hit nine, got a dial tone. And And the phone would ring. I'd pick it up, and it'd be Joe. I'd go, what are you doing? i go, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Who is it? it, What are you doing? Why are you, where are you calling me from? He goes, I'm calling you. I'm calling you to say I love you. And I go, I love you. How are you calling? He goes, they have an outside line. I I check in every stadium. I go, on the sideline phone. I found out that it calls. (laughs) So I thought I'd give you a call since I'm just sitting here waiting to go on the field. That is great. That's awesome. That is great. He would go over every stadium, and then he just got bored, and he would just pick up the phone and start nice. calling Hey, me. how are you? That's funny. Isn't that cool? That is really yeah. funny. I mean, that's... Uh, that's cool. Joe Montana was Mr. Cool. He was just... You've heard the story about what he would say in the famous drive it's against Bengal? the Bengals. Uh-huh. They got the ball with, what, a minute and a half left, no timeouts. He takes in the length of the field, hits John Taylor, you know, rest is, you know, history. And so they interviewed players. You know, the story was about Montana and how calm he was. Like, he, the guy was just all shucks, whatever. I met him once. Did I tell you that? No. I yeah, didn't know you knew him. I did. I met him. Montana. I said hi. Talked to him for a little bit. Yeah. In uh, Santa Clara. You didn't want a golf tournament because usually you play in golf tournament, people, they die. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he was It was Glenn after Fry. practice. We had, we had football practice. John Denver. Woo. Yeah. Boom. He's alive. Yeah. And we had football practice, and I came walking out. And I go, oh, there's Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Better go say hi. Went over, and he was, said hi, chatted for a little bit. Neat. Very nice guy. Really? But uh, there's a good little bit on, I guess, NFL films about him. And so they said <laughs> he got in the huddle to um for their for their drive and then he said to the huddle if you guys seen john candy over there oh i remember i've heard this story. yeah and so john and they candy all, and they go what and he goes no seriously he got all excited because right over there he's pointing at all of them there's john candy over there uh-huh. and of course this is right before they're about to break the huddle to go on the drive and uh-huh. um I don't know. I just thought it was funny you know who john candy is garrett he does not you know who joe montana is yeah okay john candy no nope. no you don't know who John Candy is? No. Remind me. He was a, a Saturday Night not, Live actor. He would not comedian. know. John Candy, was it? Was he on that? No, he wasn't on SNL. He wasn't? No, oh, that was Chris. Chris Farley. He's another full-figure guy. Yeah. John Candy was in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Garrett has a, no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> that was a movie. He was also in Stripes. Stripes. He was great he in was Stripes. Stripes. What was he? Uh, he... <laughs> He enlisted because he needed anger management. <laughs> he needed anger management. Mud he goes, what do you got here? A six-week program? Yep. I lose a little bit of weight? Get yep. my anger under control? He was a f- really funny guy. Very good. The drugs? What's drugs, too? Well, I mean, look at him. He was a big man. Yeah. But, so... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can the audience hear this? I mean, are they worried? Is the audience worried? Hey. I wonder if they're dialing up people right now. I wonder if they're putting a phone up saying, Doc, can you hear this? Well. Have you talked to your pulmonologist during the show? No, I haven't doc- called Dr. Pohl. He's a busy man. He's giving me medication that would be 24 to 36 hours before it really kicked in. Did he say that's what would prompt you to say some of the things that you've said? Well, he knows how creative I can be <laughs> along with you trying to, <laughs> trying to pick you up on this show. You know what I mean? 
John Candy. He said, look, there's John Candy. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a very famous Montana story. Um, I, I did a rant earlier that he was a gay manager, and people... We, when did game manager become a criticism? I don't like it. He was more than a game manager, Jeff. He made stuff happen. Dwight oh, Clark sorry. at the end of the back of the end zone. That was he was a superstar. Don't well, ever call him a game manager. Yes, yeah, Joe Montana see, was making, a superstar. You're making my point for him. I'm not making your point. Yeah, is 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 Brady Brock, was Brock Purdy is a super? Is he a superstar? No, no, no. he's a game manager. Brady's Jeff. a game manager. Pardon me. Tom Brady is a game manager. Do not call Tom Brady a game manager. The dude's a superstar. He's a superstar, yes, man. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not in the same area code as a game manager. See? Tom Brady, game See? manager. See, he, he doesn't get it. He this is my point. I get it, it, Garrett. Exactly, I get it. You're no. dissing Tom Brady and you're no. dissing Joe Montana. No, you have done exactly what I've said the everyone has done. You've taken the term game manager, which for Brady and Montana was considered a compliment is now a a criticism, and it's okay. wrong. A game manager to me does not make the megaton mistake for your team. Correct. You're a game manager. Tom Brady and Joe Montana, two, you could say he was somewhat. they were somewhat of game managers, Thank you. but they were superstars. <laughs> they made passes that people went, wow. The Dwight Clark, back of the end zone against the Cowboys, on his fingertips, Wow. Just go the last drive, the John Candy drive. And he also wow. dumped it off to Roger Craig 45 times because that's what they do. He had great vision. Yeah. He had a great coach. There's nothing wrong. It's a compliment to be a game manager. That's what being a quarterback is. Okay. But you've got to be more than just a no. game manager. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. Dak Prescott? Right. Game manager. Yeah. Not a superstar. <laughs> He's not. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like you're reading a story to me or something. I'm just giving you emphasis. No. Aaron Rodgers? I'll tell you, here's a... Okay. Game manager? Superstar. I'll, I'll give you some names. Warren Moon, Dan Fouts, Dan Marino. All if, three superstars. If you stuck... But they have no championships. They have no championships. You're yeah. Right. Very sad. If you stuck the three of them in San Francisco, they would have a championship. If the San Francisco 49ers had Dan Fouts, yes. Dan Marino, or Warren Moon, yes. that's a lock. That's a lock to Correct. win the championship. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They just didn't have the defense the 49ers did. They didn't have the, the talent the 49ers no, 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 did. No, 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 no. They're supi- wildly superior quarterbacks in Brock Purdy. What are you saying, man? <laughs> I wasn't arguing Brock Purdy. What I'm saying yeah, is... My sister just said, surely hope you feel better. I guess it's yeah. going, I'm sorry it's going yeah. on the radio. Oh, boy. Thanks. She's worried. Thanks. Yes. I tell her you got a breathing device tomorrow. It's a loud one. I've got one. I'd use How many of those puffs can you do in a show? Is that uh, a, I've done two. Oof. Yeah. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Got about 125 left. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of, a, kind of an acid trip. Well, those who abuse the drugs. Oh, my. I don't abuse my drugs. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Check out the podcast page at 1027ESPN.com. Now back to the Jeff and Ed Show. Back on the show, Jeff is looking towards X. Uh, Elon Musk uh, service X. 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 <laughs> By the way, breaking news. The impeachment of Mayorkas failed in the House of Representatives. It failed. 
Mallorca still. Shoot! Still the man, man on the border. Dang it. I'm sure he's loving every minute of that job. Yes. Uh, at Hunter ATX says, can y'all stop saying these guys are gay managers? I didn't want to correct you, but you said gay manager several times. And I didn't want to correct you, Jeff. I don't believe... Garrett, is that true? Yeah. I don't believe so. I Thank believe you, it was. Garrett. He, he um, said gay manager, and I said gay... That's, I, why, that's why I kept on saying game. No, you game. You were going gay manager. I wasn't. Gay manager. I wasn't. You wanted me to say that. No, no. That's I'm with, what you I'm wanted with me the, to say. I'm with the ex-texter there. At Texas Hardball says, The great outdoors is great with John Candy. Is that smoking? No, 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 no. That would not be good at all. No. Trust me when I tell the you that. Great Outdoors not... is really good. It, was that the one with Dan Aykroyd, too? I think Dan Aykroyd was in that one, What's too. the best John Candy movie? Uh, I, love, I think it's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Planes, Trains, Automobiles with Steve Martin. It was very endearing. Yeah, and I, I really liked Stripes. I thought that was a great show. And he was with Tom, Stripes was... with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, something Joe Young... Tom Hanks and his, his, Tom Hanks's wife about foreign exchange students. Remember that? They went to Africa or went I to India. I don't remember yeah. that. It's obscure. Okay, we got to go. Delirious. Garrett's fixing a, a button. We'll have more insight on Super Bowl 58 tomorrow. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.